You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show's hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. And let's go, Brandon! <laughs> I just can't have enough fun with that. That is just, I love it, love it, love it. And I saw, you know, we're going to get into some brave stuff in a little bit. And uh, I did see some awesome fans doing the let's go, Brandon, the other night when the Braves won the playoffs and got into the World Series. So it was great, great, great. But you know, uh, it, 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 if you think about it, it goes very nicely with the chop. That's let's right. go, go Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> let's go, Brandon. I, I hope the chop, the chop is alive and well, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute, folks. But welcome, welcome to the show. This is Victor Armendariz, and you're listening to the On Point with Victor show on America's Web Radio. Yes, folks, it is the Mexican not afraid to be American. That is me, your wonderful host. Um, Look, folks, uh, we've got a lot to get into today. Um, I want to start off with the Atlanta Braves, though. I mean, wow. And and look, for you guys that are not in Atlanta, Georgia, or not in Georgia, for all my listeners that are out across the country, just bear with me for a moment. Look, if you're a sports fan, then then uh, you'll understand what I'm going to talk about. Uh, but I do have to tread on your attention span just a little bit because, uh, look, we broadcast you know, right out of the city of Atlanta. Uh, well, city of roswell kind of really sandy springs uh but it's real close to atlanta so we're in georgia and and it is our home uh here for america's web radio uh, the home station and mother station for on point with victor and so we're going to throw some kudos to the atlanta braves folks look I, I i don't care if you're not a huge baseball fan or not um if you're just a sports fan in general or if you just appreciate how a team can work and when a team comes together, when you when you get the individual talent to drop egos and then come together as one and, and, and form that team and play as a team, uh, you're, you're, you're winning together, you're losing together, you're lifting each other up together, you're, you're getting through the hardships together, uh, you've got one, two, three or four leaders on the team that that's, has their egos checked and, and they're, they're just – pulling people together and and man i tell you that's what the braves that's the atlanta braves and and what they've done and if you don't know the atlanta braves are starring in game one of the world series tonight and the atlanta braves were not supposed to be there <laughs> so i mean uh folks I, I i'm just being honest if, if if especially if you listen to the uh some of these dirtbag sport writers that are progressives in hiding behind the sports journalism um they're <laughs> they're hating the the way the world series ended up but but most of the sports people along the season would have would have had atlanta written off um folks but I, in some ways you can't blame them in, in a way in the beginning of the season because folks look the atlanta braves are the first team in the history of baseball to not have a winning record for the first 111 games of the season uh, somewhere around 111 games Atlanta went into this season without a winning record, but yet they've made it to the World Series. That's a first, and uh, and that that only happened because of the team unity, the 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 way these guys came together, and and I mean they deserve all the kudos in the world. And in fact, I named you know Atlanta, the city itself deserves kudos as well. 
And uh, <laughs> the name of my show today is is uh, Atlanta Gets the Last Laugh. And I'll get into that in a little bit, and uh, it'll make more sense to some of you guys, I'm sure. But, uh, but man, kudos to the Atlanta Braves. I mean, to start off 100 or 111 or whatever games it was and not have a winning record and then turn that around and make it to the World Series, defying all sports writers. I just love it, love it, love it. Uh, and then you've got the Houston Astros. Well, I, look, I, I don't remember exactly, but I, I do remember the Astros being caught up in some kind of cheating uh, accusations, or, or maybe they did cheat, and I don't know the story. And I, I've probably got some awesome listeners out there who are going to uh, contact me any any second now and tell me what happened with the Astros. But I'm pretty sure that a few years ago, the Astros were caught up into some kind of a cheating controversy. So now they've made it. So they pulled it together and uh, on their own team accords, and and they've made it to the World Series. Um, so I mean, this is just this is just going to be great. I, I, like I said, I, if if even if you're not a baseball fan, you've got to be excited about this. You have to be if you're just a a, a sports fan of any sort. Uh, you've got to be excited about this game coming up with the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros. Um, I, it's just, I think it's awesome. And David, you look like you've got a comment. Well, you know, being 110 years old, <laughs> or close, <laughs> I, I can remember when, and um, even after the win, we came or Atlanta came back and uh, was in the World Series, mm. and. Uh, you know, they really, in my opinion, didn't stand too much of a chance, and they lost. Mm-hmm. But now for them to be in the World Series again is is fantastic. And some of the old folks out there that are listening, they know exactly. You know, I don't know if he's still around or not. Um, oh, uh, God, I can't think of his name now. It just went blank. But anyway... Uh, you know the Braves couldn't buy a couldn't buy a fan. Oh, back in the Dell Murphy years. Yeah, and uh, Dale was a friend. Um, mm. Bruce Benedict was a friend. Mm. Bob oh, Horner, wow. I knew, but was wow. not exactly a friend. Uh-huh. But that was in '82, and they when they had wow. the strike, uh-huh. and uh, we did the Bruce Benedict baseball clinic for kids, and um, huh. Bruce, uh, we. He did quite well with it, wow, and uh, we great. put it all together. And oh, I just the name I, just went past me again. And I, <laughs> golly! But anyway, I had called him and um, and said, "Look, you know, you know," or he was well aware that we were doing the Bruce Benedict baseball clinics, and each kid got a T-shirt that said, "I attended the Bruce right. Benedict baseball." And I said, "Look." Oh, what it keeps going, flashing <laughs> it'll, by it'll, me. it'll come to you later, yeah, I'm sure. About three o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> yes. But anyway, I called him, and they couldn't they couldn't get people to come to the stadium. So I said, "Look, mm. just in the in the far outfield center field, let's have all of our kids that have gone through the baseball clinic let them in free if they're wearing their t-shirt." Oh, that's a great and, idea. And um, he wouldn't do it. Uh, we. Mm. We don't give away tickets. Hell, I said you can't. You can't, you can't give sell them, them either. <laughs> you can't sell them. Why not give them away? But well, anyway, uh, my how things have changed. I mean, look Bob Hope was his name. Oh, okay. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Oh, okay, but, no, uh, and he was a. Is... 
Well, I won't even definitely go into bef- that. before my time, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he uh, yeah. he was there. Uh, I've forgotten something advertising, whatever. Uh, but okay. anyway, uh, but I, you know, for anybody that lived through the Braves and Ted Turner coaching and uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Ted, you know, Jane Fonda, yeah, yeah. We won't even, well, we anyway. won't even go there. I think she was a drag on the team for sure. Yeah, but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so. Our, the Atlanta Braves history has been quite interesting. A rocky one, to say the yeah. least, and, uh, for any sports fan. Yeah, Yeah. so this yeah. is, uh, I double your kudos and raise you one. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I love the history there, David. I had no idea that you you knew Bruce and and uh, Yeah, I represented Dale Bruce and, and uh, Dale. Wow. For I mean, I know those names. Media from, gigs and wow. uh, doing awesome. spots and uh, and Nazi. <laughs> Uh, Phil Nickro. Phil Nickro. And uh, I had Phil doing a – there used to be a business here called House of Fans. And um, we touted the fact that you, everybody should have a ceiling fan. So I got I got Nickro to stand on his head in, on a stool and say, you know, this is another way to warm your feet. Yeah. And, uh, Having a ceiling fan going over. You know, but, I have heard some great stories about Phil Negro. Oh, I is. know the name because anybody who grew up in Atlanta and and uh, played baseball anywhere uh, knew Phil Negro. He was the knuckleball guy. He, oh, yeah. He, and, and nutsy. I've ne- That's why he was called you know, Nutsy. Right, the Nutsy. <laughs> and I've never seen um, – any pitch like the knuckleball. I mean, that that's just amazing do to you know watch. How it's and, and I do know how it's pitched, but I can't do it. <laughs> well, you know, it's like so, but, all right, and it's just all the yep, all yep, four fingers, all four fingers, and uh, knuckles up. Yep. And uh, but yes, I do remember Phil, and I've heard great stories about Phil Negro. I've never never met him, but he was, um, heard he was really the really best nice I guy. can say about Phil. And I uh, he and I was in his home uh, once, and. Uh, he and both his wife, too. Uh, but Phil, the best I can describe him, he was a gentleman's gentleman. Wow. And, That's what I've heard. And uh, nobody heard. was – was he wasn't better than anybody. Right. And he was just a good he guy. He was just a down-to-earth guy, and that's yeah. what I've always heard about him. And uh, oh, it was great. a pleasure to be in his home. It was a pleasure to party with the Braves every now and then. <laughs> and <bet>. uh, <laughs> You know, uh, well, they're going to party now like it was 1999. Oh yeah, I believe that was the last time they were in the World Series. But it was, uh, uh, you know, it was quite an experience for for me, and uh, I uh, I appreciated them. And it was yeah. uh, that was when they were in the old Fulton County Stadium. Too. Right, right. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Well. I know I don't look that old. Yeah, absolutely not, David. Oh, absolutely you. not. <laughs> the check's in the mail. The check's in the mail. Right. Oh, I love it, David. This is some great. I had no idea we would have such a good Braves history here, and and that and, and that that's awesome. And and folks, look, like I said, if you're outside of Georgia, my listeners, thank you for for letting me tread on your attention span for just a bit, uh, because we here in Atlanta are pretty darn excited. Uh, it, it's great, and there's a lot. And look, I know, I know, there's a lot of people that didn't keep up with the Braves for the season. They're 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 not uh, diehard fans to watch every game, but but you know what? They're watching now, and and it's just fun to watch this city erupt in Braves mania when now that they're in the World Series, and 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 you saw it developing in the in the playoffs because especially when they're when they were playing the Dodgers, those. Uh, 
I don't know, what was it, five or six games, each game just seemed to build more momentum. Even when they got blown out that fourth game, I think, you could still, there was something special. There was a feeling. I mean, I made sure I tuned in around the seventh or eighth inning and, and watched the rest of the game, no matter how late into the night it went, because there was just there was just a feeling that was there. Let me, let me ask you something, because I didn't, and, and I love baseball. I played baseball all my youthful life and, <laughs> and into old age as well, and um, which hurt. But anyway, <laughs> you know, you've made a point, and I guess... I don't know if what I'm about to say is going to make sense or not, but, you know, when the Braves made it the first time into the World Series, or or even before that, you know, you had the Dale Murphys, you had the Bob Horners, you had, you had, uh, Nazi, you had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and people knew their names, and right. you'd get it on radio all the time. Well, we want to congratulate Dale Murphy for two home runs last night. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard. Is there a star on the Braves team? So funny you should ask. I, you know, I there are. I, I, I can't say there's. A, I know this Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman is probably the leader and the veteran on. The oh team. yeah, yeah. Well, um, Freddie. Yes, yeah. I. I don't know Freddie, but or don't know. Well, never met him, but. Uh, yeah, he's all my always my batting hero for the Braves. Yeah, yeah. Of, and of the last two or three past right, years. Right, right. So he's definitely probably the the I would say the infecto leader of the Braves. Just the experience he brings. Uh, but I do think the Braves are a young team. I mean, you got Austin Riley. I mean, who thought we would have we would have gotten. Uh, a, a good replacement for Chipper Jones, and 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 you know, forgive me if there's been other good third basemen since Chipper. Maybe we there have been, but I believe, and I believe Austin Riley. You know, I've, I've I know I've got some listeners out there that'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Riley is the third base guy, and that dude has been on fire of late. And and you've got Allsby, I believe is his name, who I think is probably. See, gonna, I don't know the yeah, last two names. I don't know. Probably going to be the biggest star on this Braves team. I thought uh, Freddie Freeman played some first and some third. He does play. First. First, uh, he might be able to play third. Who knows? Uh, probably, but uh, but yeah, he, he he is the first baseman, and and uh, but yeah, there there are definitely. But that's what I mean about this Atlanta Braves team. There's not anyone on that team that that is an ego fanatic or anything like that. I mean, th- this team and you and they. If they had been that way, they wouldn't be in the World Series. I mean, this this team had to come together, young uh, and and old, or the veterans with the new guys, and really stick together as a team to achieve what they did. I mean, I mean to not have a winning record for the first hundred plus games and yet make it to the World Series. Like I said, it's never been done before. So so that that just shows you the kind of team that this Braves team is and that how the stars on the team and like I said there's at least four or five or stars on the team but yet the fact that we can't sit here and probably name their full names that that just shows you that their egos aren't leading the way their talents leading the way and their love of the game is leading the way the love they're out there playing baseball they're not out there trying to get in front of a camera i mean come on we've seen lots of yankees and and uh boston red sox guys and these other guys that uh were probably in it at one point or or for themselves and wanted to be in front of the camera wanted to be the guy coming across the plate last or whatever but for the Braves it's just they're all working together and they work together and now they're in the series and how how awesome it is and and like I said I do think we'll 
we'll probably hear from from some listeners. So when we take our first break, I'll check some messages. I did see a message come across, by the way, Legend Dave, that uh, there's no video up, or at least it, it, somebody was. Some listeners are trying to watch us live, and apparently, for some reason, there are listeners out there that like to look at my mug. Look, this is a face for radio. <laughs> so uh, it's a voice for the stars. But it's a face for, you know, I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, so listeners out there who've contacted me about the video, we'll see what we can, we'll see if we can't get producer Brett to take care of that here in the next break, uh, before, when we get to the break. So, but anyway, we're, so we're, we're, actually, we're there. So, all right, we're going to go to a break, folks. We'll see if we can get the video fixed. You stay tuned. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor Show. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearm liquidation service at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, folks. Yes, the Mexican not afraid to be American. That's me, Victor Armendariz. Estoy aquí contigo, hablando baseball. Uh, look, folks, uh, <laughs> we'll move on a little bit. Uh, but since we're talking about the Braves, and I got to talk about Atlanta and the woke crowd and, and the uh, Democrats. Uh, folks, this is poetic justice. And the reason why I named the show Atlanta Gets the Last Laugh, because in case some of you don't remember, uh, it was a mere, I don't know, four or six months ago maybe or something like that, that Atlanta was supposed to host the All-Star Game. Now, when a city hosts the All-Star Game, you are talking, I mean, north of a million dollars probably worth of business that that All-Star Game brings to town. So any city that hosts it, 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 it is a windfall of cash for that city. And Atlanta, who, let me, let me, let me, let me set this up for you. 30% of the businesses in Atlanta are black owned. 
Okay? Understand this and hear me now because you will not hear this on CNN, ABC, NBC, uh, CBS. You're not going to hear it on PBS. You're not going to hear it on MSNBC. You're not going to hear these facts I'm about to tell you. But you're going to hear it on America's <laughs> but you Web Radio. you are going to hear them on America's Web Radio. 30% of the businesses in Atlanta, folks, are black-owned. Okay? They'll, they'll put that in, in, your, in your – register that in your brain here as I – go on talking about why Atlanta uh, is getting the last laugh. So not a few months ago, the All-Star Game set to take place in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, a beautiful new stadium that was built here in Atlanta, Georgia for the Atlanta Braves, ready to host the All-Star Game. All the surrounding businesses ready to welcome the All-Star Game. All the black workers, because folks, Atlanta is 51% black. The city of Atlanta and around 51% black. We have a lot of black folks in Atlanta. We have a lot of black folks that like to work in Georgia. We have a lot of black folks that own businesses in, in, in Georgia. In fact, like I said, 30% of the businesses in Atlanta, black owned. 50, the, the residents of Atlanta, 51% are black. So you had black workers ready to welcome the All-Star Game. You had black business owners ready to welcome the All-Star Game. But what happened? The All-Star Game never made it to Atlanta. Because that dirtbag Major League Baseball commissioner gave in to the dirtbag wokes led by Stacey Abrams. And and look, folks, if you don't know who – if you're outside of Georgia and you don't know who Stacey Abrams is, I I don't – you don't want to look her up because this this lady's off a rocker. She's kind of crazy. She thinks she's the rightful heir to the governorship of Georgia. In fact, Stacey Abrams – was out uh, uh, last week telling the people of Virginia that she is the rightful governor of Georgia. This lady has mental problems and not quite as bad as uh, as, as Dementia Joe, but there's something wrong with Stacey Abrams. Now, again, let me just refresh for some of you who don't know. Stacey Abrams was candidate for governor, uh, the Democrat candidate for governor in Georgia uh, last election season uh, or two election seasons ago. And she ran against uh, Kemp, Brian Kemp, who is our current governor. Brian Kemp beat her. And with all the shenanigans that she tried to do and all the things that Democrats tried to do, uh, Brian Kemp was able to beat her. And Brian Kemp is our governor. Now, Abrams refused. Now, listen and pay attention, especially you Democrats who are listening to me, and I know some of you are listening to me right now. Um, Stacey Abrams has yet to admit loss. She will not accept the results of an election. That is Stacey Abrams, and that is your Democrat. Just as the Democrats would not accept the losses of 2016, they did not accept the losses of 2018. And they would say... Uh, on and on and on, you all you hear is the Democrats accusing the Republicans of not wanting to accept uh, results of an election. They were saying that, oh, Trump's never going to accept it if he loses and blah, blah, blah. When yet it is the Democrats who never accept – not since Bush-Gore have the Democrats accepted the results of an election. And now the Democrats think that they have so much power in the country now, and they think that they have so much influence over people. And they think they own the suburbs. They think they should never lose. In fact – I will just go ahead and make an on-point-with-Victor prediction. In 2022, next year, when the Democrats get wiped out, they will not accept the results, and they will say, and this is going to be rich, because they're going to accuse the Republicans of stealing the elections of 2022. That's coming, folks. 
That is coming. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, this is, this is one reason I'll deviate just a minute, just for a second. I'm going to deviate. This is one reason why you Trump voters out there and I'm one of you. Um, we have to stop talking about the election being stolen in 2020 and all that mess. We have to. We have to. There's nothing we can do about it now. Was were there shenanigans? Of course, there were shenanigans. There always is, and there were the shenanigans were on overdrive in 2020. But right now, we've got to step forward and go. What can we do? Because we can't do anything about 2020, but what we can do going forward is get together and make sure we vote and make sure we stop the Democrats in their tracks and throw them out. So, so that's what I want to say about that. But, but the reason I bring that up is because we don't need to be talking about stolen elections anymore because we've got to focus on getting together and winning. Uh, but I will tell you right now in 2022 when the Democrats get thrown out of office, they are going to scream – that the election was stolen and the election was fraudulent. They will not accept the, the, the results of 2022. I'm just going to make that prediction right now. Uh, but but anyway, let me go back to Atlanta Braves. Let me go back to Atlanta and Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams was a candidate for the governorship of 2018. She lost, and she never, never accepted the results. Out in Virginia last week, she's trying to help Terry McAuliffe, who is in trouble in Virginia, a very blue state, by the way. But the Democrats in trouble in Virginia, so Stacey Abrams goes out there and she tries to uh, drum, drum up support for him, but couldn't resist putting herself in the focus by saying that she was the she's the real rightful governor of Georgia. It's asinine. This woman, like I said, has issues. But this lady led the charge with the wokes to force the MLB commissioner. Uh, they didn't force him to do anything. That douchebag caved in. But they put enough pressure to where the dirtbag MLB commissioner removed the All-Star game from Atlanta, took it out of Atlanta, and moved it to Denver, Colorado. Now, folks, let me remind you. In Atlanta, Georgia, 51% of the population is black. And they let they, – they call – said Atlanta was racist and said that the Georgia voting rule law was racist. They lifted and removed the game from Atlanta that has 51% black uh, of of residents and took it to a city in Denver that is 9% black. They couldn't have found a whiter city to put the All-Star game in unless they had gone to maybe Alaska. <laughs> Victor, I hate to do this, but no, go ahead. I, I've got a breaking announcement. All right, uh, breaking has, news. Uh, yeah, I have to interrupt you. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon, baby. <laughs> oh, that was... Thank you, Legendary Dave and Producer Brett, for that wonderful breaking news. Let's go, Brandon Chan. I think that broke out right outside the studios here. I'm glad we had a microphone out there. Um, oh, that's so awesome. I really hope that they keep that up. I really do. But uh, but anyway, so, so, so this is where we are. We have Stacey Abrams, who refuses to admit that she lost the governorship. She's out there pushing uh, in Virginia for another Democrat. But this is the lady with the with the woke democrats behind her that scared the MLB commissioner enough to remove the baseball game the all-star game out of Atlanta a town that has 51% black residents has 30% black owned businesses and they moved the all-star game to one of the whitest cities they could find so look folks i i i am not making this about skin color but they do 
and the Democrats do. And and the the number of black people that were hurt by removing the All Star game. And now Stacey Abrams is running around yesterday. She is beside herself that that, that Atlanta Brave that the Atlanta Braves are going to be in the World Series. Uh, the wokes don't know what to do with themselves, folks. This is going to get funny. It's going to get sad because they're going to come after this World Series. Uh, just you wait. Just you wait. Uh, but Stacey Abrams is beside herself. She was running around yesterday, tweeting out and trying to pick a fight with uh, Brian Kemp, uh, the current governor, uh, saying that he it was his fault that there was no all-star game here in Atlanta. And that's that is the furthest from the truth, folks. Stacey Abrams bears 90% of the blame along well let's just give it 100% the blame her and the wokes and the democrats who forced or or convinced the MLB commissioner to lead to to remove the Atlanta the I'm sorry, the all-star game out of Atlanta. And again, let's look who was hurt, folks. Who was enriched? Who was enriched by Stacey Abrams and the woke crowd getting the All-Star game removed from Atlanta a few months ago? It wasn't the black businesses. It wasn't the black workers or the Hispanic workers or even the white workers. None of them were enriched by what Stacey Abrams and the wokes did. Do you know who was enriched? Stacey Abrams. She was enriched. Her elitist butt Walking around, going around, and 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 getting elevated on every CNN show and and MSNBC and anybody else that'll have her, she's running around there like a queen. You ain't gonna see her at America's Web Radio. No, you will not see her here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I would welcome a debate with her, but she'll never do it. So I'm not even gonna waste my time. <laughs> it, it would have to be from your house because it ain't gonna be from my house. <laughs> not the or my <laughs> office. Legendary Dave's not going to let the studio house her. You know, I can't really blame you, but I, I don't worry. She wouldn't. She wouldn't come anyway. I mean, she wouldn't. She wouldn't debate debate somebody like me. I, I mean, to have Stacey Abrams debate a brown guy like me, no way. She wouldn't do it in a hundred years. <laughs> so, but the offer's out there. Um, I'll let her call in. <laughs> like, like you said, we could do it remotely from remotely. Uh, out in the parking lot. You know. That would be actually it would be fun to do a remote in some restaurant and see if she would show up to debate. Uh, I'm sure you know. In fact, I know a restaurant in Johns Creek that would house it, that that would entertain and let us do a debate there. But she won't not in my city. Yeah, that's probably what they'll say. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, folks. So so listen. This is why I say it, it uh, constantly that that you've got to wake up. Because you've got to wake up and see what the Democrats are doing to you. Today's Democrats. They're not the Democrats of John F. Kennedy. They are the Democrats of themselves. And they're hurting you, the regular guy and the regular lady. They're hurting you. All right. We've got another break. We will be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. 
This program, From Lawyers to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Hey, we're back, folks. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I love it. Love it. Let the music play. Woo-hoo. No. So, um, I, you know, Stacey Abrams, I, I just, this, I hope she goes away, but the, unfortunately, and for you folks in Georgia, you voters in Georgia, look, I know there were issues with the election in 2020, uh, but we've got to move forward and we've got to band together because if we don't, if we in Georgia sit down and say, oh, well, it was stolen, we're not going to vote, then Stacey Abrams is going to be our next governor. And we cannot allow that, folks. We cannot allow it. So, um, look, I'm hearing from listeners uh, right now, and they're, they're pointing out some of the fraud that went on in Atlanta. And, and look, I know. I know. But if we sit down and we just dwell on it and then we divide each other, then Stacey Abrams and the Democrats wins. And we cannot let that happen. We cannot let it happen. Look, I will give kudos to uh, to what the Georgia legislature has done so far in tightening up the voting rules and, and, and making it so that we're going to, going to be able to do a better job verifying the legal votes versus illegal votes. You know, there, there's a good voting law in Atlanta. I, it could have been better. I mean, folks, look, and let me let me just point this out because Stacey Abrams and uh, Barack, President Obama, and the rest of the goons were out uh, in Virginia lying through their teeth this past weekend, and they were citing the Atlanta, the Georgia law. Uh, the election law. And then they're accusing the Republicans of, oh, the Republicans don't want people to vote. That's ridiculous, folks. You look at the last couple of elections, we've had record, record, record number of votes. Uh, and some of them mail-in fraudulent votes, but let's just face it, we've had record votes. Uh, when you look at Atlanta and, and just Georgia in general, when you look at Georgia, we've had more black and minority people voting in Georgia than in any time in history. That does not – you can't have record minority voting and then also say that we're suppressing the minority minority vote. That is just ignorant and stupid. And this is what a- a- Abrams and Obama and the rest of those goons have been saying about Georgia. And then they, of course, want to say it about all the Republican Party. But look, I, in Georgia alone, you record, record number of black people and Hispanic people have been voting in Georgia for the past several elections. Record number. You don't suppress the vote and get record minority vote. That can't happen. You can't have it both ways. And for Stacey Abrams and Obama to run around and continue to lie about the Georgia voting law, folks, the Georgia voting law allows for 17 days of early voting. I am 100% against early voting. We have voting day. We don't have voting season. And, and this ridiculousness. Thank you, David. But it is absolutely right. We open the door for fraud when we 
continue with this voting season nonsense. We have voting day. And, and, and it is important. And, and there is no business in this country that it cannot, that can stop you from voting because that's illegal. On voting day, you have the right to vote. And I'd like to add. Well, you have the privilege to vote. I'd like to add that voting day, as you're pointing out, which I totally agree with, means getting your lazy ass out of your house <laughs> yeah. and going to you the go poll vote. and vote. Yep. That doesn't mean going to the post bo- post office box or, right. or hoping your mailman picks up your... Right. It means getting off yeah. your dead tail and or, going and voting. Or letting... And, Right, or letting some Democrat operative come by and knock on your door and take yeah. take your vote, your mail-in ballot, that's, or your absentee ballot. You know, that's look there voting. You know, and and I know when I first was able to register to vote and voted in my first election, uh, I was thrilled. You mm-hmm. know, I finally got right. There, it was you a know? it's a huge and privilege, it, and uh, that's I think that's what our founding fathers instilled in the constitution that mm-hmm. that your right to vote means something absolutely and well, your privilege it is yeah, it is a privilege one it is one oh my vote doesn't count yes it does and it this does. is why we're running a spot right now that says participate in your local elections vote these wokes out mm-hmm. and vote for your conservative in your local election it's very important to get out and vote and um, yeah i mean i we support and endorse john bradbury for mayor of john's creek georgia excellent and uh john's a friend and uh he has, he's a veteran hello he's a veteran excellent and uh we yep. certainly support John. He was a jarhead, Marine. Yeah, a Marine. Excellent. Well, you know, it got like I said, it, it's uh, it's it's just it's it's very important. And and local elections, my gosh, everything starts on the local level. Look, there's a race in Virginia. I'll jump forward a little bit, and then I'll get back to some some of this. Uh, why Atlanta's a winner right now? Um, but you look at the Virginia governor's race, folks. There, the Terry McAuliffe and this young—I oh, can't remember his name—Youngkin, Youngkin, something like yeah, that. Youngkin, Youngkin, yeah. They're they're in a tied race right now in Virginia. Virginia is as blue as you can get. There's no reason the Democrats shouldn't win that governorship, but they're actually in trouble. Terry McAuliffe and the Democrats are in trouble in Virginia, and the reason why is because of education. And you've heard me bring up education many times on this radio show. And the Democrats, and I've told you before, they always push and push and they overextend. They think they have a mandate when they don't. And the, the way they've been going after education and bastardizing education. And you know, if there was one, if there was any good that came from lockdowns, and you know I'm 100% against lockdowns, any good that came from it was the fact that many, 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 many American voting parents got an insight to what was being taught to their children. And that woke up a lot of parents and their Democrats, their Republicans, their libertarians, their independents, uh, their parents. And they are angry as hell at, at what these school boards are doing. And they don't want critical race theory. To, look, there are a ton of Democrats out there in Virginia who are very angry because they're trying to ram critical race theory down the throats of their children. It's not just a Republican thing, which is what you'll hear the Democrats lie about. So Virginia is a tied race right now. The Republican has a very good chance to win that governorship, and that would be – that's going to send 
unbelievable ripples across the political realm uh, in this country, it's going to put the Democrats in an absolute panic. I mean, if you pay attention, they're in a panic right now anyway. Um, we're running up. We've got a week to go before the governor election, the governorship election in Virginia. And they're trotting out Obama. They don't want Biden anywhere near, which is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is. It is yeah. very hilarious, folks. If you pay attention to what's going on in Virginia, right. they are trying their hardest to keep. They're, they're going to build a wall to keep Biden out of Virginia. You know, the stupidest thing I've ever heard was from McAuliffe. Not the stupidest. AOC outranks. Yeah, she that. ranks up there. <laughs> and Omar does a pretty damn good job yes, of ranking he up does. there with stupidity. <laughs> but for McAuliffe to come out and say parents shouldn't have a voice in, in what their, their children's co- education. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that mm-hmm. is just. He doubled down on that for a while. Now he's trying to walk it back because they're starting to see that there are Democrat and independent parents who did not and do not like the assault the government is having on their education. And you're right, David. Uh, McAuliffe, Terry McAuliffe actually stood on a debate stage and said, parents have no right to interfere with what their children are being taught from the government hacks. Now, I added the government hack part, but that's what he said. And that may go down, David. That may go down as one of the biggest goofs to come out of a candidate because it just might sink Terry McAuliffe. And it, and it wasn't, let's go It wasn't Brandon. let's go Brandon. <laughs> but I, I'm sure that we're going to hear that more and more. But but so so we've got a race in Virginia where, where the Republicans are, are poised to possibly win. Look, I wouldn't put money that McAuliffe's not going to pull this out. But, and look, the Democrats, they're they're going all out. They, they are... You know, shame on the Republicans in Virginia. The last time they had the uh, control of the House there and the Senate there in Virginia, they didn't fix some of their voting rules because now the Democrats are using them against the Republicans. The Democrats have just removed uh, verification of mail-in ballots. They're doing that in Virginia because they're they're trying everything to make sure McAuliffe wins. But you know what? If enough Democrats switch and drop McAuliffe, uh, this Republican Youngkin, he just might win. He just might win. And and look, even if he doesn't win, but it's close, if this race is within 10, 20 points, uh, that's a shockwave to what's coming in 2020. It's a precursor to what's coming in 2022. And, uh, and if Youngkin wins, if he wins, if the Republican wins in Virginia, then folks – this is going to put Democrats into an utter, 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 utter panic because if a Republican can win in Virginia, then you just wait and see the wipeout that's coming in 2022 to the Democrat Party. And there's also, you know, the, no one's talking about the governorship, the race in New Jersey. You know, there's a boneheaded Democrat governor in New Jersey by the name of Murphy, and uh, he's he's got some tight competition right now from the Republican. Now, New Jersey's another one of those bluer than blue states that right now the Democrat governor is having trouble. So, folks, and this is also stemming from education. This is stemming from parents that are sick and tired of the woke agenda. They're sick and tired of the critical race theory being rammed down their children's throats. They're sick and tired of their children being told that if they're white, they need to feel guilty. And if they're black, they need to feel like a victim. If they're brown, they need to feel like a victim. Folks, look, I grew up a brown guy, and my father told me the one thing that I will never be is a victim. 
And that was probably some of the best advice he ever gave me. So, all right, with that, we're going to I, another break. Oh, well, I, David. I thought that was makeup. Well, all right, that might be makeup. <laughs> so, all right, folks, we're going to take another break here. We will be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. And welcome back, folks. Welcome back. So, look, I, I want to point out also, um, I you know, Abrams, Obama, and the rest of those goons have been lying about, um, oh, pardon that station identification. Uh, they have been lying continually about uh, the voting law in Georgia. And, and like I said, the voting law in Georgia allows for 17 early voting days. Uh, you know, Dementia Joe... Sleepy Joe Biden was out the other day also bastardizing and, and lying about the Georgia voting law. He did it a few months ago, and he does it whenever he gets a chance. Uh, somebody needs to get in front of Joe and ask him, well, what's the difference in the Georgia law and the Delaware voting law? Because, folks, in Georgia, we have 17 early voting days. In Delaware, there's no early voting days. So... Where's Joe Biden on that? Why is he demanding that those racist Delaware people change their voting law? Where am I? Exactly. <laughs> That's that he can say. In fact, oh my gosh, folks, did you see the CNN? I, I hope you didn't watch it because it was painful to watch. But when Biden did his town hall the other day on CNN, it looked like an old dude had escaped from the dementia ward. And uh, and I'm sorry. I am sorry. I, I actually do feel sorry for the guy because I think they're engaging in elderly abuse for what they're doing to Biden. But uh, Biden walked around on that stage and was rambling. We will forget where he was at one point, And he's done this numerous of times, folks. He lost his train of thought. He looked down at the floor and he goes, what am I doing here? And Anderson Cooper dutifully jumped in and bailed Biden out. Uh, Anderson Cooper should get an award for bailing Biden out the most and, and, and actually bailing him out consistently throughout that whole debacle that they called a town hall. Well, what uh, kind of train was it? You said train. he lost his train of thought. Oh, uh, it was a train wreck is what it was. <laughs> going, off, going off the bridge. He went off the rails as soon as Biden stepped on the stage. But, uh, you know, folks, look, and, and let me tell you something. If you doubt me, just look at the way CNN treated the, the, the town hall when it was over. Whenever so-called journalists have to come out after a presidential town hall and try and convince you that he had a command of the facts, that he had command of his faculties, uh, then you know there's a problem. You know, Not one time did any journalist or so-called journalist have to come out after Donald Trump would answer every question posed to him. Not one time did anyone ever say, hey, look, he had full command of, of the questions. He answered everything. He was in full command of his capacity, of his facility, faculties. Not one time. But they're constantly trying to convince you and me and we the people that Biden is in control when clearly he is not. And it's sad. It is sad. But, uh, but anyway – 
So again, where is the where are the Democrats? Where's Stacey Abrams demanding that Delaware change their voting laws? There's no early voting days in Delaware, but there's 17 early voting days in in, in Georgia, and then. These Democrats will will lie. Obama was just doing it the other day, saying that uh, and Biden did it, too. And, and, and Stacey Abrams was lying, saying that Georgia doesn't allow you to have water or food if you're in line for voting. That is an outright lie. You can have food, water, whatever you want to bring to the voting line you can bring. If you're a good Samaritan and you want to hand out water and food, you can do so. You can do it 150 feet away from the polling, the polling booth. But if you're in line and you want to hand out water and food, it can't be branded with vote for Biden or vote for this cause or that cause or support this or that. It cannot be a political statement. That's what the law says. Is Johnny Walker a political statement? I don't think so. I think Johnny Walker might help some voters. <laughs> so, but, uh, but the Georgia law, you can have whatever you want in the voting line. You just can't have something that tells you to vote a certain way or tells you to support something political. That's it. That's it. That's all. And so the Democrats are knowingly lying to the people of this country every time they get out and they bastardize the Georgia voting law. And again, why doesn't somebody ask Biden about the voting law in Delaware? No early voting days, folks. No early voting days in Delaware. But there are 17 early voting days in Georgia. So this is just common sense, folks. This is common sense. This is logic that you get on the On Point with Victor show. So, folks, listen. Uh, these Democrats like Stacey Abrams and stuff, and look, the woke crowd, oh my gosh, folks, look, the the sports writers, when many of them are progressive, uh, they're beside themselves. They wanted a, a woke World Series. They wanted the woke L.A. Dodgers versus the woke Boston Red Sox. Uh, but that's not what they got in this poetic justice because we've got a red state World Series. We've got the red state of Georgia versus the red state of Texas. And uh, and that's just glorious. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. So it might be the cheating Astros. <laughs> so, but no, look, I, apparently they're not cheating anymore. So I'm not putting that out there. But I did have a listener tell me that they they were embedded in, in, in a cheating scheme a few years ago because they were stealing pitching signs and, and things like that. So uh, but now they've. Apparently, the Houston Astros have made it without cheating, and they're a red state baseball team, and the Atlanta Braves, a red state baseball team. So uh, there's not going to be any woke business going on unless we allow that MLB commissioner douchebag to bring wokeness and allow it in this in this World Series. Uh, look, I the Atlanta Braves had uh, Travis Tritt, I believe, the other night sing uh, the anthem and, and, and maybe a couple of other tunes, and uh, the woke people went nuts. They went nuts. They hate Travis Tritt. <laughs> so, and uh, if you're not familiar, he's a country singer from uh, from Georgia, and uh, he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't participate and play in this woke business. So they hate him. Uh, so uh, this is going to get fun, folks. I mean, the 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 writers are already some of these progressive sport writers are already bastardizing the city of Atlanta. They're they're injecting politics into into a sport. This sport, baseball, football, no matter what the sport is, has no business bringing politics in. It ought to keep politics out. Um, all these sports commissioners should tell the wokes and the Democrats to go pound sand. But they won't. They won't. They think they're going to be liked. And, you know, and, and, and the majority of these woke crowds and Democrats, do you think Stacey Abrams has ever sat down and watched a baseball game? 
please, give me a break. They don't make enough donuts for her to eat while watching a baseball game. Uh, none of these woke people, this small percentage that, that, that the commissioner gave into, guarantee you 99% of them don't watch sports. Ain't no couch big enough. And no couch big enough. <laughs> oh, that just ain't right, David. <laughs> but, uh, but folks, I, I, for, for the commissioner of baseball to listen to these idiots, these small amount of people who have, who are being given the loudest voice because of our woke media, uh, it, it's just ridiculous. But, but, uh, you know what? Let's sit back and let's enjoy the show. Because these the the Stacey Abrams and the the woke crowd they're going to come after Atlanta and all you need to remember is Atlanta has fifty one percent black population and thirty percent of the businesses are, are black owned and then you have a whole bunch of businesses that are Hispanic owned we have a huge minority presence in Atlanta and for the for for any Democrat politician to try and 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 hurt further hurt the minorities in this state uh, they all deserve to be thrown out of office. And and if you're a minority, if if you're look, folks, I'm a minority. I, I, you know what? I'm a brown guy. I may not be a minority anymore. It might be David sitting over there. <laughs> the white guy might be the minority now. But uh, but we have a lot of minorities here. We have a lot of black people and brown people, Hispanics, Asians, uh, all over Georgia. And we love the state, and we don't want this woke business. And, and, and I am telling you right now, if you are a fellow minority like myself, you need to open your eyes. The Democrat Party will willingly hurt you to empower themselves. That is today's Democrat Party. Look, folks, politicians love power, whether they're establishment Republicans or they're the Democrat crowd that's there, the Democrats today that are running everything. They love power. And folks... There is poison in power. There is poison in power. And too often, too often, those who seek power forget their principles. They'll leave their principles behind in the quest for the power that they think is in arm's grasp. So you've got to to just keep... Look, if you take anything from my show today, take that that politicians will do anything for power, including leaving you behind. They will step on you, and they don't give a rat's you-know-what what your skin color is, but they will use your skin color against you. They'll use it to take advantage of you. And Look, folks, Martin Luther King rolled over in his grave today because this man said, judge me by my character, not by my color of my skin. But yet everything the Democrats do, they're doing it based on the color of your skin. And they're hurting the very people that they claim to want to help because they don't care. They just want the power. They just want the power. Because how else can you explain a city, a a state like Georgia, where 51% of the population of Atlanta is black, where 30% of the businesses are black owned, but yet the Democrats, led by Stacey Abrams, will get a an all-star game which is taking millions of dollars with it away from the black businesses, the black owners, the 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 black workers, the Hispanic owners, the Hispanic workers, the Asian owners, the Asian workers, all the minorities, all the minorities that the Democrats pretend to to fight for. They took money out of their hands 
in the name of wokeness, in the name of racism, to empower themselves. So they willingly hurt you and me and any other minority in Georgia, willingly hurt them and us to gain power and name for themselves. And that it is time, folks, to wake up. Look, folks, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm just right. And if anybody out there wants to come at me, bro, <laughs> you can at Victor at America's Web Radio.com. Victor at America's Web Radio.com. So, folks, I'm telling you, it, it, it's you can come at me all you want, but you're going to lose. <laughs> you know, the other thing, don't forget, in, the, in what you were talking about power, I agree. I totally agree. But there's one other thing that obviously Hunter Biden likes or loves. <laughs> the pipe? Money. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, and China's propping him up. And, and, and look, Joe Biden, well, Jill Biden loves the money, too. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he feels, or a lot of folks feel like they get the power by the money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yeah, be careful of the folks that are... On the street corner selling paintings for a half a million bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd like to go sell a painting for half a million bucks, but my name's not Biden. I'll, wonder, I'll trade my painting for half a million dollars in food. I wonder if I can change my name to you. No, I would never do that. <laughs> so, but yeah, folks. But look, folks, we, I, I, before we end the show... I got a big I told you show that I got, and we'll get into this in the next show. But um, a big, big, big I told you show, folks. If you haven't heard of what um, unrealized gains, if you haven't heard about unrealized gains taxation, uh, you need to go look it up. Because I warned you, I warned my audience about this uh, months ago, a year ago, and, and probably two years ago that this was coming. And the Democrats are trying to sneak this through and under the reconciliation bill process. Um, unrealized gain tax. That basically means if you bought a house for a hundred grand and today on paper it says your house is worth four hundred grand, then you owe the IRS taxes on three hundred grand, even though you haven't realized that gain. Until you sell your house, you don't realize that gain. But the the, the Democrat Party wants to tax paper money. They want to tax unrealized gain. So look that up, folks. Look that up. So, all right, folks, on the way out here, let's just say this. Congratulations to the, again, to the Atlanta Braves. And we wish you were with you and, and uh, we're going to be watching tonight. And uh, kudos to, uh, and good luck to Riley, to Albies, uh, even to Acuna, who I understand, uh, I've got some listeners who said Acuna is probably the best player in the National League, although he's on the injured list right now. So uh, let's hope he gets better soon. Because, man, if we did this without him, imagine what we could do with him. Uh, but uh, but a big, big, big shout-out to the Atlanta Braves as they go into the game one tonight. And if you're an Astros fan, hey, congratulations to the Astros for making it to the World Series also. I hope it's a good game. But I, myself, and Legendary Dave and Producer Brett, we will be cheering for the Atlanta Braves tonight. So go out and have a good time. Watch the game and enjoy it. And uh, start your own chant. Brandon! <laughs> so start your own chant, folks. Let's go, Brandon, and enjoy the night. And let's Let's go, Braves, and chop, chop, and chop, and bring back Chief Nakahoma. All right, folks. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show's hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.